Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For all, day 11, no room in the manger with Lindsay Benedetto. Talk to God, praise, repent, ask, yield, and stop and listen. I remember feeling like I used to have a full schedule before I had kids. There never seemed to be enough time to do everything. Then I had two babies in less than two years and found out I was pregnant with twins six months after my second was born. Insert all the laughing emojis. I can't even remember what it feels like to sleep all night, let alone have quote unquote enough time to do anything I'd actually like to do. Most days I've reached the end of myself by 9am in the morning and my to-do list is ever growing. At least my little humans are still alive, right? In my home, we celebrate the small wins. The holiday season amplifies my already jam-packed life. January arrives and I hardly know what happened and how I got there. October to December is a complete blur, and Christmas is just another day come and gone. I've missed it. I've missed so many times. There just simply isn't any room. Question, can you relate? How so? I'm often puzzled by the idea that there there wasn't room for Mary and Joseph in the end when they arrived in Bethlehem. My initial thoughts are usually, how did God let this happen? He knew Mary would be traveling late in her pregnancy. Couldn't he have ensured a comfortable place for her to give birth? Of all the places for Jesus to be laid, why a manger? Ew, we're talking about the savior of the world, people. This isn't your average baby. How could this happen? I know, I know, I can be a bit dramatic, but it's it's interesting, isn't it? Jesus, the Messiah, the savior of the world, was born in an area where animals were kept, and he was laid in a feeding trough. There simply wasn't any room. It doesn't seem right, does it? Write out Luke 2, 6 through 7. Luke 2, 6 through 7. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in twaddling cloths and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Question Why do you think God allowed them there to be no room for Jesus? What does that tell you about him? Luke's casual and succinct statement is what bothers me initially about this passage. 
I'm ready to dig in my heels and demand more information. What do you mean there was no room? How does this happen? And then seemingly unaware of the theological bomb he just dropped, he goes on to talk about the angels appearing to the shepherds. We're expected to leave our questions behind and follow along with his narrative. A quick Google search will show you there's a lot of controversy surrounding where Jesus was actually born. Some scholars say he was born in a barn or a stable. Others suggest he was born in the back room of a relative's home. Either way, the undeniable truth in the Christmas story is that there wasn't any room for Mary and Joseph when they arrived in Bethlehem. Whatever accommodations they were given was all that was left. Luke's answer is like any ordinary cause and effect answer because there simply just wasn't any room. I've had this pain in my heart the last several weeks as I've reflected on the idea that there wasn't room for Jesus because my life is too often like the town of Bethlehem, completely full, no available room. Question, what about you? Do you make room for Jesus in your heart and in your life? Why is the Christmas season difficult for us to find a few quiet moments to draw near to the one who came near to us? I'm not sure what your story is. Mine usually looks like someone trying extra hard to accommodate family and friends and work parties, decorating and shopping and church brunches, not to mention traveling and so many other things. Maybe this sounds like you. It's too much, isn't it? While we fill our time with good things, we let the best things get away from us. Our lack of room for Jesus is a simple cause and effect issue. Our causes might be different, but the, the effect is always the same. No room. So how do you combat how do we combat the busyness this season and make room for Jesus? I can't answer this question for you. Only you can do that. But I think making ourselves available, making room, starts with expectancy. When we make room for Jesus, we can expect that he'll show up in a new way. I want to leave you with what I consider to be the most beautiful and meaningful part of this passage. As I mentioned, I was irritated by Luke's casual approach to explaining Jesus' birth accommodation, or lack thereof. But as I kept reading, I discovered something I hadn't noticed before. Read Luke 2, 8-12. Luke 2, 8-12. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born in this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Did you catch it? Verse 12 says, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. What's Luke talking about? I think by and large, he's talking about the fact that there wasn't any room for Jesus. The shepherds could expect to find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger because there was no room anywhere else. From the very start, Jesus identified with the marginalized, the average and the outcast, foregoing all celestial privilege taking the form of a man, a baby, and entering our world in less than comfortable conditions. In true God fashion, he uses a political inconvenience to communicate something unique about himself. He wasn't going to show up as the triumphant king they'd all expected. He'd do the opposite, in fact. He'd make himself relatable, approachable, and common. What beauty and humility. So many missed it on that holy night. I don't want to miss it this season. I want to make room for Jesus. 
And if we take ourselves to the very beginning of this story, we can see an absolutely beautiful example of someone who made themselves available for Jesus. Read Luke 1, 26 through 38, and note how Mary made room for Jesus. Luke 1, 26 through 38. And in the sixth month, the angel of Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, on the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And she came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But, he's, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son, and this is in the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. If I could be like anyone this Advent season, it would be Mary. This chick straight up surrenders her life, plans, goals, and dreams in an instant to serve her God. She made herself available with a moment's notice. I'm blown away by this. Can you imagine how scared and confused she must have felt? Yet she offers the most beautiful response in verse 38. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let's be like Mary this season, ready without a moment's notice to take, to make room, to make ourselves available to Jesus. As we end our time together, I'd like to do something a little unique. I'd like you to take out your phone or computer and then pull up a song, O Light by Gunger, G-U-N-G-O-R. Let it play over you. Let it encourage you. May you be compelled to make room for the light who has come. May you be moved to make yourself available to Jesus this Advent series season. Prompt. As you listen to the song, ask God to show you how to make room for him. Then note some next steps you can take to do that. Be brave and bold here. You might want to send a pic of your notes to someone who could help hold you accountable to make room. Doer of the word. How can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.